0: And he called his name, Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord.
1: Just take a moment to pray. Wondrous God you commanded light to shine out of darkness. And so we pray that you would shine into our hearts now to give us the light of the knowledge of your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. And to him be praise and honor forevermore. Amen. Well, if you were expecting a baby, and you knew it was going to be a boy, what do you think you would name him? Well, in Canada now, the most popular name for boys is, anyone guess? Noah. Oh, sorry. You're gonna guess? What was your guess? Sorry. (laughs) Back in my day, it was John. (laughs) That was a long time ago. And Noah... Sorry? Ben? ben? No. Noah is number one. Then it's Liam. And then William. Those are the, at least the three most popular. And here, you guess again now, just for the record, what do you think the top three girls' names are? Sorry? Not Sarah. No? Yeah. No? Boy. I'll tell you. The number one... <laughs> Olivia, two is Emma, and three Charlotte. Those are all really old fashioned names, aren't they? Well in our Bible reading this morning, uh, Joseph wasn't given the luxury of a choice when it came to naming the child to whom Mary was going to give birth. Can you imagine him saying to the angel, nope, we've done some thinking and we've decided we're going to call him Liam. That wasn't going to happen, was it? And so over the next few minutes, as we stand on the cusp between Advent and Christmas, I want you to join with me as uh, I meditate on the name that Joseph and Mary gave to the baby who was to be born to them, Jesus. Now, that name Jesus has a noble lineage. I'm sure that many of you are aware that in the Hebrew, spoken by Joseph and Mary, it would have been Yeshua. And perhaps we're familiar with that name uh, as the name Joshua. It's all the same name. And Joshua was one of the greatest heroes of the Old Testament, wasn't he? It was he who, as a successor to Moses, led the people of Israel into the Promised Land. And his name, Joshua, in turn, means something like "The Lord saves," or "The Lord is salvation." You're very kind, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> oh, did you <laughs> You're very kind, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> well, just for your information, by the way, uh, today, the name Jesus comes in something like number 2003 <laughs> on the list of babies' names in Canada. However, in first-century Israel, it was not an uncommon name. Indeed, we meet with two other Jesuses in the New Testament. There was Jesus called Justice, a companion of the Apostle Paul, whom he mentions in his letter to the Colossians. And there was also the infamous Jesus Barabbas, the criminal who was crucified, uh, sorry, who was released, I should say, by Pontius Pilate, when the crowd clamored to have him set free. Well, we don't know how or why those two were given that particular name. But we do know why Jesus was given it. Because in the words of the angel, he would be the one to save his people from their sins. Now, I can't imagine that either Mary or Joseph can have had any precise understanding of what the angel meant uh, when he said that. But they would have had no uncertainty that the child who was in Mary's womb was special and that he would play a unique and all-important role in God's dealings with his people. Forty days after the child's birth, when they came to the temple for uh, Mary's ritual purification, it was the devout Simeon, who would give them an inkling of what was to come do you remember that after blessing them simeon said to them said to mary this child is appointed for the falling and rising of many in is of many and to be a sign that will be spoken against and a sword will pierce through your own heart also ominous words and no doubt among those that Mary would ponder in her heart over the years to come. Well, looking back, it's clear that Simeon's prophecy pointed directly to a grief that years later would tear into Mary's soul. Indeed, this prophecy would be fulfilled, in fact, just a very short distance from where he had spoken it. No doubt Mary could see the temple, Rising above the city on the horizon as she helplessly watched on as her son, bruised and bloodied, was hoisted up on a cross. And it is there that we encounter that name of Jesus once again, not from the lips of an angel this time, but displayed prominently on the crass sign that Pontius Pilate ordered to be fastened above his head. Remember the words? Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews." Well, of course, Pilate intended that as a form of twisted humor, a mockery not only of Jesus but also of a people Pilate himself openly despised. And the religious authorities got the message. They recognized the insult, the blasphemy that Pilate intended it to be, not against Jesus but against them. And they demanded that the sign be amended so that it no longer read the King of the Jews, but this man claimed to be the King of the Jews. But Pilate was in no mood to change his mind, and the wording stood, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. And this time it's not shepherds that gather around to look on in wondering awe and humble adoration. It's ghoulish spectators who've come to look on as a man's life slowly and painfully slips away from him. And it's not an angel's chorus that we hear singing glory to God in the highest. It's the voice of mockers sniggering among themselves. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross that we may see and believe. Yet, not many days after that, there were those who came to see that what had happened that that day in a whole different light, the sign of humiliation and shame, would become for them the symbol of victory and salvation, so that less than a generation later, Paul, a former persecutor of the church, could write, Far be it for me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, the child in the manger. Jesus, the crucified Savior. It was looking back later on that that same Paul could write these words. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very form of a servant, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." The shepherds were overcome with fear. The wise men bowed in reverence. Faithful believers have trusted and worshipped and proclaimed that same Jesus for 2,000 years. And the day is surely coming when you and I and all who have put their trust in him will gather around his glorious throne And there we will bow before him to sing with all creation. Worthy are you, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. (coughs) We have Jesus' promise that as he came once as a helpless baby to Bethlehem, so he will come again as King and Lord of all, to proclaim every last particle of creation for his own. His words are there for us in the final verses of the Bible. Surely, he says to us, I am coming soon. And in wondering awe and in humble reverence with believers from every people, language, nation, and century, we reply, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let's say it together. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now let's say it with conviction. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, tonight we think of that little baby who was given the name Jesus. And we remember that that same Jesus, who came so many centuries ago to live among us and to die on our behalf, is coming again. And so I pray you would help each one of us to celebrate this Christmas not only with joy, but with the glorious hope of his second coming. We ask it for his name's sake. Amen.